Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. So there is a dispute 
and an inquiry is made. They almost have a trial, if you will. Um, an inquiry is needed. And they first talk to the man, and they ask him himself and say, How were thine eyes open? And he replies, The man they call Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. Uh, he said, Go wash in the pool of Salaam. And I went and washed. And then I could see. Incidentally, I'm not focusing on the miracle itself in this sermon, but some of us would have been messed up right there. Um, when Jesus said, first off, because you do know that if we had read it, you, he spit, and then he put the spit and mixed it with the mud, so he spit and put the dirt with it. And he put it on his eyes, and then he told him to go wash in the pool of Shalom. A lot of us, would, we wouldn't have even listened to that because we don't know how to be obedient. But again, I can't deal with that sermon today, so I'm going to stay right where I am. The first thing is, if, if you have been exceedingly, abundantly blessed by God, you ought to be willing to tell it. You ought to be willing to tell it. God gives you a job, tell it. God heals your cancer, tell it. God lets you get your dream house, tell it. God causes you to meet and marry your soulmate, tell it. God blesses you with the children you asked for, tell it. Still have breath in your body, activities of your limbs, the blood is running warm in your veins, you ought to tell it. Can I get a witness? You ought to be a witness. It sounds kind of like this when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me. My soul cries out. My soul cries out. Hallelujah. I get the can't help it when I think about all God has done for me. I can't speak for you, but I can talk about myself. I know what God has done for me just this morning. I know how God kept me and even let me get to the church on time and let me get here safely. God bless me. I don't take that for granted. I'm going to give him all honor. All praise and all glory, because I don't need no rocks to cry out for me. Oh, I know I'm preaching that the devil doesn't want my voice to last, but it is well. Not so. Not so. We are in the midst of a global pandemic that we have been in for over a year that is plaguing these United States and, in fact, even the world. And yet you are here. You are still here. That's what Brother James said. I'm still here. You're still alive. You're still listening to my voice. You can still clap your hands. You can still walk into church next week if you want to. Hallelujah. You are still here. Oh, you ought to give God the glory. God has blessed us and taken care of us, and we ought to be a witness. We ought to be able to tell somebody about the goodness of Jesus. Ah, oh, we need to be able to tell how he saved us, how he raised us, how we were a backslider, but God. How we were an adulterer, but God. How we were a liar, but God. How God just took care of us. We ought to be able to give our testimony. Well, part of the reason why we can't be a witness of the goodness of the Lord is we have gotten distracted. Distracted. We are busy telling other people's business. Hmm. Did you hear he lost his job? Have you heard they're getting a divorce? Did you know their child got arrested? We focusing on the wrong things. We are gossiping. Hmm. 
gossiping. Brother Randy sings a song, uh, says, uh, you ought to run, tell that. Uh, the words say, uh, has the Lord done anything for you? You ought to run, tell that. I'm a living witness. My God will see you through. You ought to run, tell that. He picked me up and turned me around. He placed my feet on solid ground. You ought to run, tell that. Looked at my hands and they looked new. Looked at my feet and they did too. You ought to run, tell that. Oh, we ought to be, if we are going to be a witness of God's goodness, you ought to be able to talk about what he has done for you. It is personal. It's not something you heard. It's not something else somebody else told you. It's something you have experienced. It is personal. Don't you write a thank you note? At least you're supposed to. That's the way my mama raised me. Amen. Uh, when somebody gives you something, you ought to write a thank you note and say thank you. Have you ever given God a thank you note and just said thank you? Thank you, Lord. I know you can't mail it to heaven because you don't have enough postage. Um, but just say, thank you, Lord. Just bless his holy name. Second point is it shouldn't matter who's listening as to whether or not you're going to be a witness and give your testimony. But sometimes we don't give our testimony because we are concerned that who is listening, or we're concerned that we don't know enough, or we're concerned that we don't have enough Bible knowledge. The man who had been blind was even willing to talk in front of the Pharisees. You do know the Pharisees, don't you? The Pharisees, they were great teachers of the law. Um, and he was willing to test. They're asking him questions. They are able to interpret the Torah, and they are they are they are know a lot. They're contrasted with the Sadducees, um, and they demanded to know how he received his sight. And the man didn't hesitate one moment. The man just told what he knew. He said he put clay upon my eyes, and I washed, and I see. I mean, it's just as simple as that. We make it so complicated. We get it twisted. We won't get be a witness because we want to be able to quote a bunch of Bible verses. You don't have to quote a bunch of Bible verses. Just tell what God did for you. Tell how he blessed you to go to college and pay for it. Tell how he helped you meet your spouse. Tell how he let you find your way to Pleasant Grove Church. Tell how he kept your job during the pandemic. Tell how you haven't gotten COVID-19. You're still here. Don't worry about who's listening. Uh, they asked the man, they asked the man again. They said, uh, 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 tell us what he did. The man was not concerned about who was listening, and he wasn't even concerned about whether they believed him or not. He just kept giving his testimony. They tried to trip the man up. They said, he is a sinner. He is a sinner. And basically the man said, I don't know sinner or not. But what I do know is I was blind, and now I see. Um, sometimes we get caught up. People say, well, what if, what if the Jehovah Witnesses ask me some questions? How can, I, how can I respond to that? You don't have to respond to that. You just need to tell about what God did for you. You just tell what you know. That's where we get in trouble. You try to tell stuff you don't know. <laughs> try to tell stuff you just heard to tell what you know, what you experienced. If you have been in a relationship with God and God has done, if the Lord has done anything, anything for you, you ought to run, tell that. The man was not concerned who was listening. He just told what Jesus did for him. 
We worry too much about what people will listen to. Will, will they talk about me? Will they believe me? Will they think less of me? I got news for you. They're going to talk about you if you give your testimony. They're going to talk about you if you don't give your testimony. They're going to talk about you if you're quiet with it. They're going to talk about you if you're loud with it. They're going to talk about it if you wear the purple top. They're going to talk about it if you wear the red top. They're going to talk about you no matter what. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about who's listening. Don't worry about who's listening. Just tell them what happened. Tell them, I had a tumor, and I prayed about it, and I went back to the doctor, and they looked at the scans, and they can't find the tumor anymore. Testimony! Testimony! They told me they were downsizing. They were going to get rid of 2,500 jobs, and they put mine on the list. And then they, they let the people go, and I'm still employed. Testimony. You just need to give your testimony. Now, if God hadn't done anything for you, you can be quiet. But I just say, I, I, if I had 10,000 tongues, I could not tell enough what God has done for me. You got to be a witness. Third point, you can't be scared. Can't be scared. Can't be scared. After the neighbors had been asked, and some said he's the same man, and others said he's like the same man, after they had asked the blind man, and he said that this is me, they then, they then, uh, uh, he, he was not scared to give they, his testimony. He was not scared even when they took him in front of the Pharisees, but his parents, they were a little different story. They said, we're going to go to the parents, and we're going to ask the parents, because surely the parents won't stick with this story. You know why? Because they, they, the Pharisees knew that if the parents said that Jesus was a prophet, that they would be thrown out of the church. There would be consequences. Stuff would happen. It would be a bad thing. So they were just confident that the parents will say, no, that's not him. So they went to the parents, and they said, ask the parents, is this your son? And the parents kind of threaded the needle. <laughs> if you will. The parents said, he's our son, and he was blind. Have, have you ever heard anybody talking with you, and they're giving you an answer? They said, we went here, and we did this, and you're pretty confident that they're leaving out some of the story, right? Um, because of the way they're giving, they're telling it to you. The parents were scared. Uh, God has not given us a spirit of fear. We don't but of love, power, and a sound man. We don't have to be scared to give our testimony. God, the same God that blessed you to get your sight will protect you from the people who are out to get you. God can take care of you. You don't have to be scared. The parents were scared, and uh, we talked about this in Sunday school. And my Sunday school class, they listened. They said, oh, Reverend Bell said she was going to talk about it. Uh, the Sunday school class said it was okay for the parents to be scared because they didn't know what the son was going to do, what the son was going to say. True that, true that. You don't always know. I know we like to believe we know everything I should. Oh, my child would never do that, and I get that, that they may not. But it wasn't the child so much as it was the Lord. It was Jesus who did the miracle. They didn't have enough confidence to be confident that God God, as he blessed their son, their son who had been blind from birth. Don't you know, I don't know about you, but I've never known anybody that was blind from birth, and then now God lets them see. That is such a dynamic miracle. If God did such a miracle for my child, I'd be telling it everywhere. Jesus healed her. You wouldn't be able to shut me up. But the parents were scared. Somehow they didn't understand that God, the same God who, if he could heal his eyes, 
then he could protect them from the Pharisees. He could take care of them. God will take care of you. We worry too much about what's going on around us and about what somebody might do to us or what may happen to us. God will take care of you. Don't be scared. Now, witnesses give testimony. And why, Reverend Bell, should we give testimony? You said, Reverend Bell, you said that uh, we shouldn't be scared. If the Lord has done anything for us, we ought to give our testimony and that we shouldn't worry about what's going on around us. But you didn't say why. Hmm, I'm glad you asked um, why you should give your testimony. You should give your testimony because lives can be transformed. Just last week, last week, I think it was Tuesday. In fact, I'm certain it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday afternoon and I was in courtroom 201 and we got an email that said they're anticipating the verdict in the Chauvin trial. We should probably try to vacate the courthouse as quickly as possible. Can you wrap things up? Um, because they were concerned uh, that there might be some kind of violent protest because we didn't know what the verdict was going to be. And depending on what the verdict was, they were worried about what might go on. They were concerned. I have to admit, I was a little uneasy myself because we've seen this story before. Oh, haven't we? We've seen this story before. We've seen, we've seen stuff even on video, uh, even on video going back and, and, and somehow things change when they get in the courthouse. Don't believe your lying eyes. Um, so uh, people were a little uneasy, but we had some witnesses, didn't we? We had a 911 dispatcher was a witness. She relayed how disturbed she was by what she was seeing on the surveillance screens, even back in the place. We had Donald Williams, a mixed martial arts fighter who was a witness and testified about the weight that was shifting that would have choked uh, Mr. Floor. We had Darnella Frazier, bless her heart, a teenager who not only was a witness about what happened, but she had the foresight to put up her phone and record it so that we could show it to all the world. We didn't have to have to but make up what happened. We had a police lieutenant and a chief of police and several officers who broke the blue wall of silence and came in and said, called a spade a spade and said, this is wrong. This was an excessive force. And then when there are witnesses, lives are transformed. What you talking about, Reverend Bell? I think it was close to five o'clock because I we wrapped up my court and I drove to Nightdale and I just got in the house and turned on the TV and the judge was reading the verdict and I was waiting and I heard guilty, guilty, guilty. We had justice because there were some witnesses. If you want there to be, we're talking about the social justice ministry. If you want to be part of justice, you got to be a witness. You got to be a witness. You got to be willing to say something. If you see something, you got to be willing to say something. You got to be willing to say what you saw. You got to be willing to stand up and say this is wrong. You got to be a witness. But not only will lives be transformed in this world, lives will be transformed in the world to come. What are you talking about, Reverend Bell? It's up on the wall over here, our mission. Go make disciples, baptize and teach in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And if we had the rest of it, it would say, and teaching them things that I have taught you. Um, and lo, I am with you always. What has Jesus taught us? Jesus has taught us that he died on a cross, that he got up in three days. Why is that important? Because if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. If you give your testimony about how God saved you, somebody else might be 
give your testimony so that lives can be transformed. Transformed here on this world and transformed other places. And then you look over in the, you also need to give your testimony. Just look over in the Isaiah text. Let's go back to Isaiah. I marked it. And over in the Isaiah text, it says in verse 10, Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. You should give your testimony because God said so. Oh, we got to be a witness. We need to be a witness. We need to not be afraid. We need to tell of the goodness of the Lord. We need to not worry about who's listening. We need to not be scared. Um, we need to know that we give our testimony so that lives can be transformed and people can be changed so that there can be justice in this world, so that things that used to be can change into better days, so that better days will be ahead. We need to be a witness so that people can be saved. Can I get a witness? Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or praise report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-carry.org. Thank you again.